When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. I hope you uh, are enjoying your week. I hope you're being good to yourself. Ryan, have you been good to yourself? I have been good to myself. Good. Are you doing anything for yourself this week? Are you you exercising? You do anything? Anything good happen to you? Softball, I hit four for four. Four for four. That Uh, means four at-bats, folks, four hits. I played goalie in my soccer league, so these things are back, which is nice. This is nice. You're You're getting outside. I know. It's crazy. I like that. I hope you guys are getting outside. And thank you for tuning in. If you're here for Bobby Lee, I, I, I really hope Bobby and I are good friends. And I hope you'll stick around and support the podcast and subscribe. Um, you could follow us on our handles, Ryan. Uh, at Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. That's correct. And uh, if you love, uh, I want to shout out to my patrons who support the podcast in many ways. And we'll get right back right into this uh, podcast in a, in a second. But if you want to join Patreon, it's a wonderful way to support the podcast in other ways. Help us out. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash inside of you. Also, this coming weekend, um, I will be in Denver, Colorado at the Denver Con for uh, Halloween for the 30th and 31st with Tom Welling. So get your tickets. Come see us for Halloween. We are taking our Halloween on the road to Denver. And also I'll be at the L.A. Um, Comic Con on December 4th and 5th right here in Los Angeles. Also, if you want to buy anything at the Inside of You online store, do so. We've got tons of great stuff. Also Lex Luthor and Smallville shit. We've got, uh, if you go to sunspin.com, you could uh, buy some band merch. As you know, Stephen Amell loves our hats, our sunspin hats. We're almost out of those hats, but uh, you can get beanies and a bunch of other stuff as well. But uh, I just want to say thank you for all all of you for tuning in. Bobby Lee and I, and I have been friends for a long time. He always gets open and deep and personal, and he's uh, charming as hell. I, I really enjoy this podcast. I always love him having love having him on. I like to give him shit. He gives me more shit. Um, so, without further ado, let's uh, get inside of Bobby Lee. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Are you sure you didn't paint your house? It feels like I a added different... this wall here, and I, you know, don't, you know, the wood. No, but even when I go walk into the living room, it's like a different vibe. Is it a good vibe? You seem like it's not. No, it's. Uh, I always had a perception of your house in my mind what, that, what that I hated it. What, oh God! Like it's it's like a, uh, it's something that Jim Henson would live in or whatever. <laughs> You know what I mean? The that Muppets? You, like, well, you create Muppet like, creator. you know what I mean? Felt, you know, puppets. Why like, do you think that is? Why do you think it's I got have like all a, these because things? Of the, because of the, no, it's the decor. Like it's the a museum. Wood, the wood. It just feels like some old-timey 1970s guy. But then when I walked in at this time, it was like, um, it felt fun, like uh, oh. Moriarty's house. You know? Fun. Well, not Moriarty's house wouldn't be fun. It would be um, 
he's up to no good, but it oh, just has great. this like nineteen. 1800s 1800s now we're back we've (laughs) gone further let's go further back yeah 1800s guy who like is trying to foil you know sherlock holmes so i don't know whether you like it the house or not i like that because i like movies that have that vibe to it kind of a not noir but kind of an old school feel i wouldn't live here okay well i've been to your house i mean i like your house which one the new one. Okay. I've been there. Did you forget I was there? Mm-hmm. You did. I don't I don't get to talk to you very much. You're you're I becoming, don't even know how this happened because well, go ahead. Well, I think you texted me a couple of weeks ago about hey, can you get Polly Shore? Yeah, I thought he'd be fun a guest. Okay. But I felt threatened by it. You did. So then I was just like, What about me? But you're always welcome on the show. This is like your third time on the show. I you're always welcome. Now, I, I I used to be one of your favorites on Tiger Belly. I haven't been on Tiger Belly in years. I know I'm not as famous as a lot of the people you get on there. That's crazy to think that. Is it crazy? It's not the truth. Is it even. insecure? It's not even the truth. Because I remember auditioning for Smallville hmm. and not even getting anywhere near. Who did you audition for in Smallville? This Just old ask. lady. I don't know what a part was, but it was an old white lady. That was casting it. Oh, I thought you auditioned for an old white no, lady. No, no, no. It's like, wow, diverse. But my point is, is that, and then when the show came out, I was a kid then, but when the show came out, I was like, oh, these are real stars. That's all. That, listen. You have got. Look at your, the hawk. You call Ryan the. It's the how, eagle. How, what, what do eagles sound like? Eagle face. How do they just sound? Ryan, how do you feel about being known as Eagle Face to Bobby? I like it's, it's nice to be remembered. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's the first thing he said. He goes, "I do remember he called me Eagle Face yeah. last time." Yeah, it's just the profile's nice. Back to the uh, talk about guests and stuff. Sorry, because I, I watched an interview with you, and you with who? It was with just you and George and Kalila from Tiger Belly. Okay, and it was a clip where you talked about how you do ask guests to come on the show. And you do text them, but you hate the rejection of them not answering you. Like Ronda Rousey, you text her to say, I love you on my podcast, and she never responded. Yeah, I got her. The big one for me now is Ike Barinholtz. I don't know who that is. Who is that? Uh, the comedy guy. He was on Mindy Project. Okay. Yeah. You asked him? Well, I worked with Ike for six years on Mad TV, <sighs> right? And yeah. him and I traveled together and we were bestie very close and then when mad got canceled you know he had a pretty good really good career you know really good career and um i've asked him maybe four times in my life and every time it's some excuse it's just fine i believe the excuses but i can no longer ask again does he do other podcasts no but that's not the point jordan peele who was i was on mad tv with yeah he did it he did it and he this is after Get Out. So, uh, mind you, he was really busy. You know, and he still did it. Right. And, so, I, you know, I, I understand that I love Ike and I'll, or, or I'll forever love him from the bottom of my heart. But um, it upset I you. wouldn't save him if a snake bit him. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't suck that venom I don't out. think I would, right, at this point, until he does it. I... I embarrass myself quite frequently 
I ask a lot of guests. I need guests every week to be on the show. And you want people to uh, watch the show, listen, follow. And so I have to go after them because I don't really have anybody that helps me for the most part. And so I get dealt with rejection constantly. But you, when you do land, though, you get good ones. You get, you get guests I can't get. All right, I could help you get them. I don't want them. I want Jordan Peele. No. He wouldn't do it? No. Why not? I can get you Polly Shore. Let's start there. He lives in Vegas. I asked you. I know, you I know, I know he does. But when he's in town next, you'll see what happens. So what is this rejection? You don't like being rejected by your friends, especially when you reach out to them? I think the problem is um, they, a lot of my friends are, have acting careers and it's not acting, right? So it's like, they don't, also they're not privy to the kind of audience that I have. And um, it would be a positive thing for their life, I think, yeah. if they did it. Um, so they think that it's, um, also, I have to also say that I've changed. So it's like people that I met back 25 years ago, 20 years ago, think that I'm going to like make them eat my pubes or something. <laughs> right. Because they think that I'm the, that the guy. The old Bobby Lee. Yeah. And it's like, no, I, I, I've changed. Like I'm not as wild. And You're I, still wild. Yeah, but I'm pretty tame though i saw an interview on q13 seattle where you're about to do a show at the parlor and the interview you just pr pretty much kept moving to him as close as possible sitting on his lap you kissed him and uh unless that was 20 years ago i don't think it was probably 10 years ago and and also um <laughs> i have to say uh, i don't remember that okay it is something that i probably would do right but you have to understand those morning shows are so god. Have you you've done them? Oh yeah, they're so god awful. You have to give them right, something that I have to do something to make it weird and to to make it awkward because I don't. I'm not in there. I'm not like some of these comics like Carlos Mencia or whatever that have just joke, 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 and do his bits. Stolen joke, 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 but joke. Well, was, no, I'm kidding. Funny. That's a funny uh, joke. Yeah, though. thanks. Um, but anyway, let's move on. You don't want to talk about that? I don't. I want. I do want to talk about um, how I've changed, though. And I think it's, tell me it's because I'm I'm almost fifty. Yeah, you're turning fifty next year. No, in a couple of weeks. Okay. And Are you having a party? I was gonna have one, right? But um, I know that you had a birthday dinner to invite me. But my point is, is that um, I had fifteen people come over, and you you're too busy for me. You're too you're I, too you know famous what, you know, now. You, you you're know, famous now. If you threw out a line, that would have been suffice. You would come. If you threw out a line, who knows? I will always throw out a line for now when I didn't want to bother you. I don't think that's what it was. I don't think that I was it's in your true. mind. I think you would have had a boring time. You wouldn't know a lot of people and you feel uncomfortable and I saved you. Well, I know you're a board game kind of like, let's no, do didn't... charades kind of guy. I've been to your parties. Well, we can't have those parties nowadays. I know, but you're one of those guys that let's get together and play. Um, I don't comes. know. Let me think of a, a make up a, a game. You were thinking risk. Kamachanzi or whatever. Kamachanzi. We put the blocks on the thing and then we try to pull it. I don't know what it is, but my point is, is that <laughs> you're that type of guy. It's it's like old timey 1970s Jim Henson party. Moriarty. Moriarty party. So you don't enjoy me. You I don't mean, look at that. Yeah, there's masks and things. That's no, from but Smallville. what kind of mask is that? That's from Smallville. I wore that in an episode. I know, but I is tortured. that not a Jim Henson kind of a thing? I mean, there's some Jim Henson puppets up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Is it weird? <laughs> It is maybe because, you know, I, 
Maybe it's a distraction. Yeah. The more distractions I have in the house, the less I have to deal with me. By the way, did I, I, miss I, you. I, I told I miss you, you. I, I, miss you. I, I miss you. I miss you. Do you know I was I had I've had anxiety. What's your problem? <laughs> you have a vibe. I have a vibe. Yeah, yeah. You like his vibe? No, it's like almost like he's nervous or something. He's not nervous. I'm nervous. No problem. Everything's fine. <laughs> okay. No, he's like fidgeting and you know. He's writing. What is he writing? He's about? writing notes. He's saying, "Cut this. This is boring." Yeah, all of this. You're gonna call. No, all this? this is great. No. Yeah. So you're turning fifty. So you're not gonna have a party. You're not gonna do anything. I was gonna have a big shindig. I was gonna get a restaurant. I was gonna invite as as many people as I could, but then Delta happened. Delta variant. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, we're still in it. There was many thoughts that I had, like, because I got vaxxed and all that stuff that I was like, oh, this is the new age. You know, this is, and it's like, no, we're still in it. It's terrible. So can't you get some friends together, like me? No, I, I don't, I can't do it because of, um, because of Kalila. What do you mean you can't do it because of your wife? No, she, she, I didn't realize you're married. I'm not married. It says online you were married. I know. You're married. I know. You do know. That's good. You know that. Do you think we're married? I think you're married. I think you got married in 2016 and you really didn't tell people. We are married. Yeah. Inside of You is brought to you by Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. This is an amazing platform. I use it on both podcasts. It has worked wonders for me. It's so amazing how easy it is to navigate. If you want to sell products, T-shirts, soap scents, whatever whatever it is, Ryan, you want to sell, this is the way to do it. Uh, you can see what your best seller is right there, analytics, uh, how much you're making this month, uh, what products are selling the best. It's really fantastic. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, to the did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash inside, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash inside. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Anyway, um, let's talk about us. 
Do you let's talk about us? And listen, let's talk about us. Okay, I, 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 I think I'm at a point right now that I want to talk about us. Okay, fine. We I can want talk, our, our it's, friendship. It's, our it's friendship. my interview. You know, uh, I I've been getting <laughs> I've been getting some anxiety lately. There we and go. my thing is that I get overwhelmed by everything now. Things mm. that I didn't normally get overwhelmed with. So every little thing gets me overwhelmed. Do you deal with this stuff? Do you deal with? Are you overwhelmed by things? Because it seems like you used to be. Now the new Bobby, you've got so many new, so much new shit. You're doing so many new shows. I mean, I can name the fucking shows. There's Reservation Dogs. Uh, what's the what's one episode? One episode. But what's the? You have a development deal at CBS. It's almost over in two weeks. Okay, and you something. <laughs> there's something else you did. You did a movie with uh, Eli Roth, uh, the that director comes out of next Hustler, summer. right with Kate Blanchett. That comes out next summer. I mean, you got a lot of things going on here. I have but- two. I have two lines. Let's look, let's look at things in perspective. You don't have two lines. You, they flew you overseas. I, I But because of COVID, though, this is what it would have been like if that movie was shot in L.A., right? Shoot two days. Thank you. And then you never see anybody again, right? Right. But, the, but with, because of COVID, I was flown to Hungary. And because of their laws and, and restrictions, right, the production was like basically is you have to stay here. And I go, well, when am I shooting? They're like, you're shooting um, this date, and then you're not going to shoot for another three and a half weeks. That's your next scene. So it's like, what do I do? Oh, you could just stay in the hotel. So I spent about close to a month doing nothing in a in a hotel in Hungary. You had to be going out of your mind. Well, I know, but the problem there's 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 an actress named Janina Gavankar who in the movie she's like the, the my boss pretty much so she kind of had the same days off as me so you hung out with her so i hung out with her and then like at the four seasons there right there was you know there's like five or six productions so there it was fun to go to like the the restaurant and to see all the stars because you would see like oscar isaac walk by you know with his plate of his omelet you know what I mean? Or you would see John Krasinski or all these people. Did you talk to any of these people? No, but I would like do like a little smirk and look and they would lock eyes and I would go back into my like bagel. Did they recognize you at all? No. Nobody no recognized you. No, it's funny because even in this movie, I had to like kind of tell people what I did. Like, I, you know, I'm in the movie. Like <laughs> there was a couple of lunches where, well, you know, you know, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, right? I've heard of her. Oh, God. But you know her? Yes. I don't know her personally. Oh, yeah. Well, she is a mensch you love her well i didn't know it, i would but like so the first day i went there because you, you have to imagine like you know kevin hart jack black all these people are in it right this movie i have two scenes no one's going to give a shit about my character right so when i was flying too hungry i'm like i knew that i had a month off so in my head i'm like you're just going to be by yourself i don't know anybody no one's going to want to hang out with you Right. So you're already I brought my PlayStation. I'll just play 15 hours of Warzone a day, whatever. <laughs> so when I went into my hotel room, beautiful hotel room, there was a letter on my bed. And it was written by Jamie Lee Curtis. Hmm. She goes, Welcome to the show. Here's my number or whatever. Let's hang out. So the next day she what? she, she texts me. She goes, downstairs noon. I mean, yeah, noon, brunch or whatever. So I went down there. And she's in the movie. She's in the movie. Obviously. So I'm there with her. I met Penn Jillette from Penn & Teller. Right. Gina went. And then 
a week later, I shot a scene, and then a week later, I had another lunch with Kate Blanchett. Wait, alone? No, with a bunch of people. Right. But it was like, these are two, three-hour lunches, because it was on a Saturday, whatever. And they were fun. You I'll had, never you see had this. fun. I think I'd be overwhelmed a yeah, little it was, bit. No, in the beginning, it's not. But then you realize that, like, um, we're all... they were. You have to imagine that all these stars had come out of this pandemic. For many of them, this is their first job back. And so many of them, they've been... In, you know locked up for over a year so they're excited so they're kind of like they want to like bond and you know even though like i'm pretty much like an open micer you know what i mean like this is newbie some guy had really you know i've done a line here or two and things but but they treated me like i was part of the group part of the group yeah so it felt cool now it was magical actually who are you still for? Could you text right now, Jamie Lee Curtis? I do have her number, but I would never text her. Why don't you her. text her right now? No, 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 I will not. Why don't you just say, hey, just thought I'd say hi, great working with you, miss you. No, because it's, I don't want to be intrusive. Like, I have so many numbers on my phone. Do you, you, you probably have these too. But you, you can get her on the podcast. Well, I was, see, here's my plan though. <laughs> my plan is to do it when the movie's about to come out. And then ask them all. I will ask them all then. You have Kate Blanchett's number? No. She was one I don't have. How is she in person, though? Well, she just. I don't like, want to get emotional, but I, I don't want to get emotional. Get emotional. But it's like. She's not only funny, but she's so sweet. Like, there was one moment where I was like, somebody had said a joke. And everyone was kind of laughing at the table. And she was literally right here. Right? Right. And she goes, the people are like, so imagine. She goes, <laughs> and she did this. That's me, right? She goes, <laughs> grabbed your shoulder and rubbed it. And rubbed it like that. And I go, <laughs> I go, <laughs> no, I didn't do that. But I went, <laughs> you know, I was like, cool. You know what I mean? Kate Blanchett touched you and yeah, you were part yeah. of the game. Right. And then like, um, but it was funny then like, other people would come to the production that like we're shooting later. So I, I got to hang out with Gina Gershon and she's a, you know I mean? One night we were at dinner and she goes, I'm just going to get drunk. And so I just sat there with, with her and this other actor named Ben Davis. And they just started doing shots of this weird, like Hungarian beverage, you know, <clears throat> you know, I don't drink. Right. Right. But for hours, just yapping it up. And then Josh Hartnett was on the next table of this restaurant and they came to the table. So it was a whole magic. And then you come back to LA and you're like, I'm a podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, you know what I mean? That's what I am. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Why do you think that? You've done tons of movies. You've done TV shows. You and I met on a movie. We did. A good one. Is it? But listen. (laughs) Still the funniest line. You know the funniest line in the movie. Was when Miguel Nunez in the movie. Yeah. I was kidding and I said, I'm never doing another Jamie Kennedy movie. And he says, He goes, Motherfucker, Jamie Kennedy never doing another Jamie Kennedy movie. <laughs> oh, that was really funny. <laughs> that, that was, was really the funny. best line. So when you're with Kate Blanchett oh, and all, all right. these people in Europe, yeah. in Hungary, Hungary, yeah. do you feel like Bobby Lee? Can you be yourself and be that different kind of funny, quirky no, guy? No, 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 or are no. you just quiet and you're not you, yourself? You end up hiding certain elements of your... I, I, I'm going to tell you a story that happened then, all right? And this is why I changed my behavior. Because so I forgot to tell you. So Jamie, at the first lunch we had, right? There's another actor named Cheyenne Jackson. 
that's also in the movie. Right. Very talented guy. Handsome, can dancing, do it all, right? So Jamie goes, let's go by, let's walk to the river. So this is where I threw in my personality and it backfired. Oh boy. So I go, so we were walking along this Naked. river. Naked. No. Oh, okay. Worse. Okay. So there's like eight of us. And along this river, along the side are these bronze shoes stuck on the you know what I mean edge you know, you know what part mean? of the... the there's a rows of it right and I guess back during the Holocaust oh God yeah the Nazis came in and they just lined up Jewish people and they shot killed them and threw them into the river it's not going to a good place already right so um Cheyenne Jackson goes she he sees little shoes right and everyone kind of gathers around the little shoes and he goes oh my god a little boy and people are like emotional so i go it could have been a midget <laughs> nobody laughed no not only, it worse they all collectively turned around and walked away so I'm now just with by the shoes. You're ostracized. So my head, no, my head's down like this. It's the first day. It's the first fucking day, dude. So I'm not, my head is down looking at the shoes and just in my head, you know, you go through the thing. What I'm did like, I do? Did they really... Why did you do that? This is not a bunch of comedians. I mean, this is, your, your gut is wrong. You, you cannot do that again, right? So th the whole trip, there were so many instances where I wanted to fucking throw out a banger, right? And I just <laughs> went, my filter went, no, stop, you know? So after that, you didn't do no, any of those? No, so I, I had to hide an aspect of my fucking personality. Did you ever think of saying sorry about the midget joke? No, I never even brought it up. I pretended as if it never happened. Oh, God. I know, it was terrible. And then, in fact, I think Cheyenne Jackson, right, I think he, he was very nice, right? But I could tell that it maybe it was in my own head, but like because I said that joke, he couldn't get that too close to me. But then, like when I first when he was there in my first scene and I did well, then after that, it, it kind of resolved itself. Right? I think, How, who did you talking. act with? Did you act with Kate Blanchett? No, no, no. I had one scene with her, but it was it was almost I get, I get um, tased. Right, right, so, and then I fall on my back, and then Kate Blanchett and Kevin Hart have a scene over my body, and you have to just lie there for. And I'm laying there, so I guess I that's a scene. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You're the tased guy. I'm the tased guy. Did were you astonished by Kate's acting? Amazed. I just amazed by like just sitting there. Like there was one scene where um, Gina Gershon had a big monologue kind of thing to say, and just and I'm reverse. I have no line, but I'm in the scene. And I'm just dancing in there and watching it, you know, because it's like, you know, the shows that I do, which I I love the shows I do. I've done, I've been on sitcoms and I've been on, um, I mean, sometimes I do Magnum PI, some of these shows. And it's like the energy and the, I think the, the level is completely different, you know? It's like, you know, when you do TV and you know this, is you feel like there's a sense of urgency because it's like they have to, they, yeah they have to move on you know what I mean it's like you do a couple of takes they're like that's fine let's just move on you know even though like I want a different another take 
But with with you know films, as you know as well, is is that they let things breathe. There's more time. A lot like. more shooting. There's more shooting, more angles, more. You know, there's more discussions about the scene, whereas like the director will go, yeah, just the tone and the energy. I think you know what I mean, Bobby. Just slow it down. Whatever it might be, you know what I mean. It's like a different vibe, you know. So it's like, you just want to, you just want to learn how to do all of it, I guess. Did you feel like you wanted to be? Go ahead, take a drink of your Red Bull. You can do that. You've eyed it. How many Red Bulls is that for you today? Just every night in my head, I hear, it could have been a midget. Like every night I go to bed and I just that just kind of rings in my head. Maybe one day it, it echoes. It could have been a midget. midget could have been a midget. 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 It could be a yeah, rap song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could yeah. have been a rap song. Yeah, and first of all, you don't even say. You're not even supposed to. I should have said a little person because yeah. you're not allowed to even say midget anymore. I was gonna say when you're on a set with these folks, do you still get? Because I know you used to be where yeah. you're always thinking of failing. You're always thinking of like, fuck, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get this. They're going to hate me. Do you not do that anymore? Do you, you say like, me specifically? Yeah. Do you think you're more confident now with just your acting I'm, and your ability? Or do you get overwhelmed? No, 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 no. It's different. It's different. How is it different? And what did you do to make it different? <sighs> I, I've never wanted to talk about this, but um, I guess I will. It's... It's podcasting. So, you know, before when I would be in things like years ago, I did a show called Animal Practice. I didn't have a podcast. And 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 at the time, my stand-up, I wasn't making a lot of money on the road. So everything relied on, you know, let's I have to become a series regular. It's got to run for seven years. So then I can make, you know, my forever money, right? Mm -hmm. But now it's like acting is not the forefront of the thing. It's like, I, um, if I get fired, fine. Right. You and really think that? No, but also secondly, <laughs> no, not, but that that's there. Right. But there's a second element to it, which is also, I've done so many things. I make him to realization that I've done 10 movies. I've been a series regular on three shows, but I've done six pilots right i've done so many guest stars right i've done on every and and it's like i understand how it all works and i also understand that i'm good wow that's an accomplishment like I, there's I, I i can sincerely say that <clears throat> there's no one that can do it the way i do it right and i know that i can kill it in a different way than another actor can not that it's better or worse i just know that when like when because i mean when eli hired me eli was it wasn't because i mean i auditioned but eli was like no i saw you on something else and that sprung up you know what i mean that bobby would be perfect for this role right so it's like oh if he saw me in something else that means that he thought it was good right so right. then you know you kind of think you know and the first scene was with Kevin Hart. And I remember it was one of those scenes where they had these gigantic green screens. You're in the desert, right? And there's like these machines. It's a big sci-fi movie, right? There's like hundreds of extras with guns and, you know what I mean? And so it's like it's so many extras. What's it called? The movie's called Borderlands. It's based on a video game. So I remember walking from the tent to this thing, and I just remember because I saw Rose Namajunas do this, 
she said, um, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. And when she, right. Before her, she delivered the lines? No, Rose Nomi uses a fighter. Okay. And I just said to myself, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. You're, you're going to kill it, you're going to kill it, you're going to kill it. Like this mantra. Positive reinforcement. Oh, yeah. And when I walked on set, I killed it. Like, I, I like, Eli's like, ah, we don't even have to do another one. Let's just do another one for fun. Just like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and it was like, I, you know, I had like 10 lines in this thing. And I had to walk around and grab things. And, you know, I tied up Kevin Hart. You know what I mean? So I'm like kind of torturing him, I guess. And I'm just kind of like doing this little tiny speech, right? Not huge. Not going to win me any awards. But it's just like, I know how to do it, and I did it. So you think because of the podcast success and the millions of dollars you're making? No, now, it's not the money. It's what it is. Is um, when I go on the road, and I see Tiger Belly fans, or like because I'm in New York shooting something right now too, and Jesus. like and I'm I, and I, I'm I'm on the street in Brooklyn, right, on my day off, and people coming up to me going, "It's a different thing than Mad TV. It's like they know me." You know, they'll walk up and they'll go, they'll sit down and we'll talk. And it's just a different. Is it that you, maybe you feel like you belong? Is what you're saying? Like, like you, like. No, I feel like I have a family. You yeah, mean, I have you a, do. I have a family of people. I, 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 don't, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I, obviously, I, I, I go online and I know all the hate. There do are people that really hate me. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, they what can't do say they my say? laugh. You know what I mean? They think that I'm gross or whatever it might be, right? But And you read all that. Oh yeah, not I not I try not to, but sometimes, you know, you want to read. Um, you try to fish for something, a compliment. Do you fight back? No, you don't respond. No, I bet you did in the past. No, never. You never once said "fuck you." You know, don't watch if you don't like me. No, because what does it matter? You know, Mitzi once told me. Mitzi, so they know, is... Mitzi uh, Shore. Mitzi Shore, who ran you the know, comedy and, club for Me and the years. guy named Freddie Soda, we used to drive her around back in the 90s. And she she has a plaque on her. She used to have a plaque on her desk that said, it is, it is a sin to support mediocrity. So we talked about that. And she goes, um, you can't walk up to somebody that ha- doesn't have talent and say that they have talent. That's the worst thing you can do. And she goes, um, here's another word of advice. She goes, do you know what makes a true star? And I go, what? Because I was a kid. And she goes, half the people have to love you, but simultaneously, the other half have to hate you. Just as long as they're talking, baby. Wow, and that sunk the hell in, isn't it? Right. So, it, yeah. so the negative stuff? It's still good. It's still real good. How many people listen to Tiger Belly? I don't know. You, you should it, know that. I'm sure you I, don't. I, you, I'm going to be honest with you. It's okay. You could put the glasses on Jason Voorhees. Don't make, let me forget these. Okay. I have to be honest with you. Okay, you're going in close. I know. You're still good. You still got me? Yeah. Number one. Go fuck yourself. Okay. I'm kidding. I don't know. That wasn't even a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and number two. <laughs> Eagle. Has landed. No, okay. So number one, right. I literally don't know how much money any of my pod. I have two podcasts. 
bad friends generate, one, generate right? right? You don't have any idea how much they generate. Ask Andrew. I well, don't. Well, you have to be a businessman. No, you have I don't to... have nothing. I don't know any of it. I don't know any of it. Does Kalila? She does. Okay. Uh, number does. two, I don't know how any of it works. I don't know how to turn it on. I don't know how to, how it gets on the thing. I don't know. That sounds like me. Yeah, I don't know how, <laughs> how any of it works. Right. I don't know who how they get sponsors. I don't know how you make merchandise. I don't know what it generates. I don't know any of the details. This is what I do now is I'll be upstairs and Kalila will be like, all right, we're ready. I'll go down. I'll put these things on. I'll do it. And I walk and I'll do some ads and I'll walk back upstairs with Andrew. He's there 30 minutes before me. I show up. Everything's on. Andrew I do Santino. It. Bad friends. Yeah, Andrew Santino. I do it and I leave. And then what happens is I told him what he does is he'll send the money to my accountant. Right. And my accountant oversees it all and i don't i don't talk to i haven't i literally haven't talked to my accountant in a year do you think this is good yeah why is it good as someone who's making money who came from poverty who came from sleeping on paulie shore's couch i know my point i'll because it's like if i live in a world where everyone's embezzling and people are stealing from me and all that stuff I already know just I won't be able to function and it's like it makes it will create all this unhappiness. Right. So there's a degree of trust that goes on, right? So my manager who I've been around for that that been this has been my manager for 25 years, she got me her and my accountant are very close, right? They've known each other since the seventies or whatever. So it's like, you know, I just there's a level of trust there. You know, do you think that it helps you being that you're just focusing on what you're doing and not worrying about the money and the business and the technical shit? You think that is what helps you? Yeah, but it's also I know when there's danger. So it's like years ago before Tiger Belly, I had my same accountant. And there was one point where I was spending so much money on Clash of Clans. What? Clash of Clans. I don't know what that is. You know what that is, Ryan? Yeah, phone game. It's a phone game. Okay. I had spent $10,000 buying troops for Clash and Clans. I don't play it. That's why I stopped playing it. Okay, good. But in like two months, I racked up 10000 because I wanted to build the fortress. And you have to pay, you know what I mean, online. Right. So it's like- $10,000. Right. And then my accountant go, called me and goes, whatever that is, Clash of Clans, you delete it right now. You don't have the money. You're, you're running out of money. We can't pay this, this, and this, and this. There was a time where I couldn't. How many years ago was this? This is eight years ago. Right, he's right. like, or whenever Clash of Clans, seven years ago. He's like, done. It's over. No more cash. So I deleted it. Right? So it's like, I know when there's danger. <laughs> Clash of what? Clans? Of, you yeah. spent $10,000 on a phone app. Yeah. Hey, when you're doing Bad Friends with Andrew Santino, do you guys ever start doing it and go, this sucks, let's redo it? Last Sunday, we did one for an hour and a half. And we, at the end of, the, somebody said, I think I said, at the end, I go, yeah, this is unairable. And he goes, what? It's unairable. He goes, I know. I go, what's wrong? He's like, I'm tired. I'm tired too. We're not connecting. All that stuff, that hour and a half was a waste. He goes, what do you want to do? Well, let's meet tomorrow. So Monday we met. 
It was better. Not I. They said it was better. I didn't think it was better, but um, it happens all the time. Andrew and I have podcasts that we can never air, or or we will no longer have careers. You have an episode. We have one episode that's in a vault, where we went. You know, because we had one of those days where it was like it's not connecting. I go, why don't we just experiment and let's just just do one where. We can say whatever we want. Just anything, just to be anything to provoke. So we did one where we could say anything, right? Racist things, you know, sexual things, and things that will get us canceled. And we had the best podcast we could ever do because it was just raw. It was so funny. Where I would have to grab the my side and fall to the ground and go, stop, stop, stop. We got to stop. I'm going to die laughing. Like it was so. Aren't fucking... you afraid that somebody will get that and air it? How? We it's in a vault, like I said. You took the tapes or the disc. Yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's it's like um, it was so freeing. You know, I wish in in many ways the world was like that. It's I... kind of a shame that you can't kind of say what you want. I mean, you know, you got to be a little sensitive. But nowadays, it's like uh, you know. I'm not going to mention any names because then I'll get lambasted. But like, you know, one guy said something 10 years ago and he just lost his job. That's like people don't evolve anymore. People say stupid shit. If you heard half the shit I say, I just don't know if we're going to ever, I think it's going to get worse and worse or it will get, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, it's here. I mean, I'll throw my two cents in. It's like, um, I've said a lot of things. I mean, first of all, I've, I've done thousands of hours. I don't even, I can't even calculate it. Over the last 20 years of radio shows and podcasts and all the things I've said. And it's like, it got to the point where I've realized that pretty much everything that I'm saying, I'm making up, right? Maybe there's like a little kernel of truth to it, but it's like embellishment. How to ex- extend it? You know what I mean? How do I make it exciting? And um, I would, there's a bunch of shit that I've he- I would hear from other friends and make it my own story. And there's just so many instances that are like that, that it's like, um, it's. You just don't say the right thing all the time. You would- it's, it, it's not even that. It's just like, I just feel like anything said in this domain, like in terms of radio or podcast, right? Especially when it's a comedy podcast and you're a comedian, right? That it should like Shane Gillis, you know that guy that said the Asian stuff. Like he's going to do my podcast in a week or whatever. He got fired from SNL. That is the most atrocious thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. What did he say? He says chink or I don't know what he might have said, right? But you know, here's a guy, an actor who got cast on SNL, and then ten years ago, I don't know how long ago it was, but he said some Asian slur right on a podcast, and he gets fired from SNL is. The most, it's so atrocious, right? That they would do that because podcasting and the things that we say here, it's sacred and it's like entertainment. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. It's fine. I don't, there's so many people that don't like me, but there's a lot of people that do it. It's fine. I get it. Right. But it's like, you know, if you, you know, somebody said on a bad friend's comment, um, yeah, this show's lost it. Like you guys used to be so much funnier. It's like, well, then listen to something else. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I, you know, we talk so long 
And not all of them are going to be bangers, man. But don't you think that doing a podcast, you can say whatever you want? Because you can't. They, but they, you can. They can't cancel your podcast. Who can cancel your podcast? But the problem is, is, is that when you say certain things on podcasts that aren't true and that are strictly for comedy, you can lose your job. Not podcasting, but you can lose corporate jobs, right? And you can lose some friends. You know what I mean? You can lose. There's certain things that you can lose that I've seen happen, right? Yeah. Um. Then that's all you're going to say about that. I mean, there's really not much to say about it. It's like you know, I've said it a thousand times. Now you know something show. happened. It, it it didn't bother me, but I was like. You, you, your dad passed away mm-hmm. and you came on the show and you were very emotional. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love how vulnerable you are. It was awesome. I appreciate it. But you also said, I couldn't talk about that. You went off the wagon, but then you said it on Theo Vaughn's show. So first I was a little upset that, oh, probably, so- probably, probably, probably at the time, probably at the time <laughs> I didn't come out with it. And I decided in a day or two afterwards that I would, you know, people change their minds and people, right, right. things shift. Don't take it personally. I, I don't. Yeah, so I did realize. I, mean, I did. I did. Why? I, didn't. I think you did. I didn't. I think you fucking did. No, I just said. I think you're acting no, like a little baby. No, right the now. first thing that came to me was yeah. Theo's got a way bigger show. It makes more sense. That's what came to me. But, you know what? You what? You, ding dong! You fucking idiot! Let me just say this, okay? Theo and I are both in recovery, and we both struggled with addiction. Don't you think that that could be it? You fucking idiot! Uh, it is. It is. You're, Stop I'm, taking things so personally. You're a million percent. Let me ask you something. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like the way you stuck that in there. I apologize. Yeah. I just threw it in there. I didn't really mean anything by it. Put the glasses back on. This is ridiculous. No, no. Keep them off. You're, you're more honest when you are. I like when you're angry. <laughs> when you went off the wagon, when you went to rehab. Oh, my God. What the fuck, man? How hard was that? That's what I just heard there. Well, what, oh, so you talked about it on Theo. Okay, what, uh, what, what do you want to know, pal? I want to know how difficult it was to admit it to actually go and what you learned and how you got back on the way. It wasn't rehab, fucktard. It wasn't. No, fucktard. Listen. I thought it was. It wasn't By rehab, the way, shitbox. Hey, listeners, yeah. when he says fucktard and all these things, yeah. it's, it's friendship. It's pure friendship. You don't need to think that he's being vulgar. And I'm mean. not getting angry. I'm, I'm just saying that I'm, I, I feel like... If you were Larry King, I wouldn't be talking to you like this. I, I thought we have friends. We have, I, we have I'm not offended. I think some people might be offended at how you're talking to me. No, I don't think they would. I don't think they would <laughs> at all. But my point, I went to a place to deal with my trauma. Okay. In Arizona. Yes. It was a place that other people that I knew that I respected went through, right? And my father was so violent growing up, right, that I absorbed all of that suffering and and all that shock and trauma right into my body it was pinned up there all these years you know and it's like i needed to a way to deal with it and release it and that's by doing that i got sober again Uh, right but it wasn't i didn't go to the place to get sober in fact when i was flying there kalila flew there with me to arizona and i looked at her and i said you know i'm not gonna get sober right she's like i know and i go how do you feel about that? And she goes, it sucks. And I go, I'm sorry. But by going to that place, I got sober. Because you released all this other shit. Yeah, I did EMDR. On I did like that. Certain, 
EMDR. I did it. I had a breakthrough. Did you have a breakthrough? He's doing the Bobby Lee stare. Ego face, help me out. It's just let me finish. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's the first time I've interrupted you today. I've learned. Mm-hmm. I've become a better podcaster. I did that. I just was trying to I'm like. Kidding, I love you. I know. Go ahead. I, I did that for comedy purposes. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Thank you. Um, so you 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 use it does work. It does work. Yeah. So um, I did EMDR on this one incident, right? Which seemed to like do a lot for me. Which is um, when I was like, I don't know, eight or nine years old, maybe younger. Um, I remember my mother waking me up. We were living in Minnesota, and she turned the lights on in the room. But my brother Steve and I slept in the same room, and um, she was crying, and she opened her mouth, and all I could see was blood. Are you hard? No, I'm upset. <laughs> it's a little, I, I had to take a deep breath. Oh, I thought you were getting an erection. <laughs> no, could you imagine? Yes, go I read on. Wrong. Go on, please. <laughs> yeah. Continue. And so, um, Jesus. My mom goes, in Korean, help me with the door to my brother. We're kids. And she closes the door, and I could see, like, you know what it reminded me of is Shining. Remember when he cracks open the little crack in the door and he sticks his head through? Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. That's what it felt like. So we're just sitting there, my mom and I, right? And, and, and just the door being, right? And we just knew that it was going to be bad when my dad walked in, right? It was going to be bad. Violence. And then um, he gets in and that's where my memory stops. I don't know what happened. But I remember the fear of being by that door with my brother and my mom trying to get my dad to not come in because he was going through a drunken rage, right? And um, we did EMDR on that specific um, experience. And it was, um, it relieved it. It kind of like, it kind of, like I know it happened, but the feeling in my body when I think about it, is gone, you know? Yeah. And um, they say that when you leave trauma in your body and it's not dealt with, that it could turn into diseases and it affects you physically. And I, and I know this from experience because the reason why I was in the fucking place in the first place was when my dad died for a month, I didn't eat or sleep for a whole month. And I didn't know why. Every time I, I went on the road, I was in Portland, and I was with two openers, Chelsea Skidmore and Stephen Randolph, her husband. And we were at a sushi restaurant, and I hadn't eaten in days. And I go, I'm going to try to eat. I took a bite of some sushi, and I vomited it. Right? And I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I'm like, my dad dies, and now I can't eat or sleep. Right? So then... I, um, my friend Sosi ran into me and Sosi said, you look like shit. And I go, I know. And she was with, Kalala was there too. And she's like, you should see my therapist. So I went to a therapist. So I haven't eaten, slept. I'm smoking weed for 24 hours a day. Right. And I'm now in a therapist's office and we start talking about my dad and growing up and, 
the violence that I grew up with. And the weirdest fucking thing happened. I go, all right, well, thanks for doing the therapy. When I got in the car, it was in the places in Encino, the the, the therapy. From Encino to my house in um, Studio City, I went to three different restaurants and I ate a meal. I could eat again. By just talking about Just it. by talking about my dad and that experience. Therapy, dude. So in my head, I was like, oh, there's a connection between how I was raised, right? And the experiences that I had to my physical body now, right? So then I decided to go away to go to a trauma institute, a a psychological institute to deal with this stuff. And I did EMDR on this and that, and I got sober through it and I came out a different guy, you know? And um, that same therapist that she, every Thursday, I have therapy with this woman. Every Thursday you meet? Oh, yeah. And do you still talk about deep stuff, or do you think everything you've talked about is sort of you? No, we still talk about the past, but we also talk about, um, that's another reason why I can show up on sets and stuff, and I have a different vibe about me, you know? It's like, it's funny, it's like, years ago, before, like, I remember being like, um on Animal Practice, and the Russo brothers were, were my showrunners. You know, they're huge directors now. Right. But I remember, like, you know, being around them and not talking to them. Like, it, like it was almost as if they give you notes, and then it's like, I go back to my chair, and I just read my script, and there's no, like... Connection. Connection, right? right? But now it's like every job that I have, no matter what, like, I'm, I'm doing a small part... In Sex and the City. Stop saying small part. Just say doing a part. It's just three or four lines. All right. Well, you're doing a part. Well, a part. And um, you're right. I should stop doing yeah. that. And, you know, the show, you know, Michael, the showrunner, or if it's Eli Roth for the movie, or if it's like I did this reservation dog, Sterling, or any of these jobs I have, they're in my cell phone and we, we're friends and we talk and we goof around and I'm myself on set. Wow. And, you know what I mean? And it's a completely different experience. It's like, they're my friends. Producers, like a Magnum PI, the producer of Magnum PI, Gene, you're right, is one of my best friends. Like, we eat dinner. And that wasn't like you. No. I would not even, I don't, I, I would think to myself, they don't want to be bothered, right? You're just a hire, you know what I mean? You're just expendable or whatever. But I, it's like a completely different vibe. It's like you're there for a reason. You're worthy, Right. Yeah, I believe that I belong there and I believe that I'm just as good or better than anyone else. That's a mix. Can I have your therapist? No. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'd, I'm like, to talk, no. I'd like to talk I'm being to real, her. no. Why not? All right. Why can't I just meet with her once? <laughs> I, want, I really, I mean, if, she, if you have such a breakthrough, because you are different in many ways, that, I, that I'd love to meet this woman. I'm I've, different in a lot of ways, yeah. And it's like... Um, you know, I've had a tough month. I don't want to get into it, but um, a tough couple of months and um, just a lot of crying and a lot of like confusion. And um, but then it's also I have great things going on too. But it's like I don't know if if I wasn't in therapy that I would be able to deal with all the things that are going on in my life, the good and the bad. Well, what do you do to deal with them? Because like, listen, we're getting older. You're going to be fifty. I'm going to be fifty. Like, you know, I, I force myself to try and work out a couple times a week. I try to, what do you, do you, do you do any exercise? No. You Stop. Do, you don't do any exercise. Stop, man. 
You really don't. Whatever. During the pandemic. Well, we're turning 50. Things are uh, starting to happen. If I die, I die. My point is, is that my, the, during the, if I die, <laughs> I die. But the, the pandemic, but the pandemic, I did like 40 yoga sessions. Okay, that's a fucking a lot. A lot, right? And then um, I stopped doing them. Did it help you? It, I would loved it. Can I have your yoga teacher? She's great. Kara from Hawaii. She's the best. I mean, I she's my first one, but like she, Kalila goes to her. She's really great. And um, so you're doing things. You've I'm done things. Lot, I'm doing a lot of things, yeah. But um, And you're not overwhelmed. I feel great. You do. have. Doesn't he seem different than the last time? Yeah. I mean, no, I except think, when he gets vulgar think, and yells at me. No, I don't think you think. Do you think that? Yeah. I don't care, though. Okay. Well, I mean, if you think that, that's great. No, I, I do. Yeah. Tell me this story really quick before we wrap uh, up. We're done. Not done. We're close. Why? We I just, I'm just starting going. Well, I want to hear this. No, story. I started getting going. What is it, an hour? How why, long why, is this? Right, well, why did you quit yoga first of all? Why did you st- quit? She, got out of, she went out of town, and then well, like, get someone else. No, it's her. She's the one. Anyway, ask me the question. I just did. That's the question that you have written down. Well, no. The, the, oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Could you imagine? I knew what you were going to say. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, you told the story, and I just thought it was really funny. Go ahead. Toby Maguire, Leo DiCaprio, and Wahlberg were in a jacuzzi at, at Toby Maguire's house. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Stop. Okay. It just made me laugh. I understand. I understand that. So, this is a, this is one of those uh, stories that I don't know if it exactly happened the way I said it did. Right. So you're taking it out of context. You're embellishing. You're having fun with it. Right. So this is basically. It's true. I know it. This right. is the real story. Okay. Okay. Late at night, I don't know what night it was, but my friend Mike called me and says, "I'm drunk." I'm on Vine. Okay. So when your friend's in a drunk, drunk, and it's two in the morning, your natural response is, I'm fucking sleeping. Like, I, you know, right. what the fuck? Like, I, I don't, we don't hang out. Like, he's not like a, you. If it was you, I would have maybe, you know? No, maybe. Maybe. And he go, I go, where are you? I'm on Vine and this and this. So I pick him up. This must have been 15 years ago. And I go, where's your car? And he goes, I don't remember. So we're just kind of driving on Vine, and then I go on, like, Beverly, and we kind of just do a U-turn back around, you know? And then he goes, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you. So he kind of goes, this way, this way. So we're now going up in the hills. His car was at Toby Maguire's house. Okay. Right? And now this is where it, this is where it gets, um, I don't know. Which is, he comes in, he goes back there, he goes, wait here. He comes back and he goes, people are jacuzziing. I don't know, I think it was DiCaprio, but I don't know for certain. Maybe Wahlberg, I'm not for certain, but there are people And Toby, maybe you're not certain. I'm not certain, right? And he goes, do you want to go? And it's like, if it was regular people, I might have done it. Because at the time I was single, right? Right. But, like, I think the reason why I didn't was because there were stars there. And it's one of those things where it's like now, knowing who I am now, 100% would have done it. I would have been able to develop relationships. Right. It would have been fun, right? But now it's like... um, No, but go back for the rest of the story. 
What? You said they're all in a jacuzzi okay, so, together. So, okay, all right. So the joke was. So again, okay, it's not true. Stop, stop, stop. Just let me finish. Okay, let me finish. I'm trying. Okay, so the now when you go through an experience like that, right? As a comic, you go, "How do I make it the story funnier?" Right? So it's like, oh. The bit is, you know what I mean? What if they were, like, the reason why I didn't go in was my thinking was, what if, you know, they're gay, right? And they start, you know what I mean? There's like a little little gay orgy going on, right? And now being who I am at the level that I am, if Spider-Man's penis was in my face, right, I would have to suck it. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I would do it. Like, in that scenario, I know where I was in the... The totem pole, whatever, <laughs> and hierarchy, and I would have probably done it. That's why I didn't go in. But that's more of a joke than. Do you think you actually would have? Yes. Yeah. And you're not gay. No. But you would probably sucking somebody off, and sucking somebody off doesn't necessarily mean that you're gay. Okay. Because it's like, I've sucked people off before. Okay. What? What? Don't come, okay. come again? I have. Okay. And um when I was younger, when I was a kid. Yeah, right? yeah. We we talked we talked about, about that. Yeah, so yeah, dark stuff. So yeah, so it's not that dark. I don't care. Who I gives a shit? Yeah. And it's like, you know, there have been th- people thinking that I've been gay. People think I'm gay. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. But either. it's like if I was in London at a club, right? And I'm like, you know what I mean? dancing and all of a sudden like you know what's his name thor cillian murphy oh killian murphy yeah okay Gillian murphy yeah Gillian murphy good looking guy and tom hardy and i'm dancing too right and then they were like two guys approaching these two guys approach me and i'm dancing and i start walking backwards right imagine walking backwards all of a sudden oh shit i'm through a door because i'm not looking at what's behind me Right, and they're still walking. Right, they shut the door, and now you can't hear this music as because we're in a room, right? Yeah, right, right. And then all of a sudden, but I could still hear. And they pull their dicks, penises out, right? And I'd just be like, and I'd probably do it. You would, yeah. I I don't believe it. it. You don't think I would? Yeah, you wouldn't. Just now, you just now, in that look on your in your eyes, I was like, wow, he would. You like, you don't think I would? Yeah, because I don't think that if I if if it came out that I did, I think it would be I become famous, right? Sure. Comedian Bobby Lee blows Cillian and Tom Hardy in some weird room at a club, right? And then if, then I could do do a whole thing where I'm like, didn't happen, right? And then it's like, there's a video. Maybe there's a video camera in the room, and it just sees my style. Because I do I do the sack for no. You usually, you know, when the you, sacks. When, no, like we usually when a girl blows you, you have to go. Can you do the sack, right? But I do it voluntarily in the. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I do it voluntarily in I the. Don't, I don't know what's funnier, this story or looking at Ryan's face yeah. while you're telling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if yeah. it's uh, like if it was him, I wouldn't do it. Right, he's never. Not, he's not Tom Hardy. Yeah, I'd push him. Like, what the fuck are you doing, dog? I mean, I might consider yeah, a handy, yeah. but I'm not sure yeah, about anyway. the world. All right, shit talking with Bobby Lee. These are from my patrons, my lovable patrons. You have a lot of patrons. These are quick rapid fire for you. Michelle K wants to know, important two-part question, what's your secret to keeping your uh, mullet so luxurious looking day in and day out? I don't have a mullet anymore. 
Isn't that kind of a mullet? No, it's just long hair. Let me see it. Oh, wow, it's long. Yeah. You have great hair. Thanks, man. Maya P., what is a misconception people have about you? That I'm crazy. People think that I'm um, unhinged and crazy. Like, I, I, I've been to comedy clubs for the first time. Like, there'll be a comedy club that, like, you know, that every comic has played, but for some reason I can't get a booking. And then, like, 10 years later, I finally get a weekend. And I'll show up. I'll do the weekend. And then the owner or the manager will walk into the green room. This happened a couple of times. And go, wow, the reason why we didn't book you because we heard of these wild stories. But you're a really nice guy. And, you know, what wow. a great comic. And it's like, I knew. You know what I mean? In my head, I'm like, there's these misconceptions that I'm like wild or unhinged, unhinged, but it's like, I've never not done the show. I've been courteous to everybody. I tip well. I'm nice to the staff. You know, Raj, where were you when you took the greatest shit of your life? I have a feeling I know this answer. The greatest shit in my life. I guess that's what he wants to know. Raj, how dare you? I, 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 there's one notorious shit that I shit on the side of a guy's house with Kalila in the car screaming at me going, what the fuck are you doing? And then I went, there's no fucking, you know, bathrooms around here, right? And I, I shit on a guy's house. Good for you. Uh -huh. I shit in my mom's backyard once. Do you had to go real bad? Yeah. And, uh, I got a, the, the, you know, the the stuff you have in the car in the glove compartment about the car. I took the plastic bag out and I found some Kleenex tissue and she wasn't home. And I just had a Stromboli at Pizza Chef, Pizza King in Indiana. And I jumped her fence because she wasn't home and she was supposed to be. I had to. And I took a human shit right in her backyard. And the first thing I did, she got home. I go, Mom, I just fucking took a shit in your backyard. She goes, I, I ate a pizza king. I, I go. I, I ate a pizza king stromboli. I yeah. ate a pizza king stromboli, and I yeah. took a shit in your backyard. And she yeah. goes, "I thought we were going out for dinner." <laughs> uh, last question: Izzy C. My question is: If Bobby Lee and Rosie could be in any movie or TV series duo, which duo would y'all be in? Oh, something that's already existed. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I think we'd be really great together. I think you and I should do a movie where. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. So when you see, you know how you see like these sci-fi movies where like a gigantic starship, right? Will get attacked, right? And and then you, you're always like looking at like whoever's the captain and people that are in, you know what I mean? The movie, the right. stars, right? Right. And, but you never know what happens to the engineers, like to two loser guys that no one likes. That are way back in the you know bowel I mean? of the ship. Yeah, the bowel of the ship. We're, we're, we just, you know, what I mean, we're just the guys that screw this one thing, right? Right. And so, like, two guys, right, that are have that position, maybe a group of guys, right, just complete losers. The ship had this starship has like ten thousand people on it, right? It gets attacked by this, you know, menace alien force, right? And then you, we, without even the captain's order, we take. We 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 go in the life pods or whatever those, you know those pet pods. Right, and you get out, and we get out. We're and the only ones alive. The, yeah, they get destroyed, and we end up on an, a planet, right? 
and it's a bunch of these losers, right? <laughs> kind of trying to survive. That's a great idea. Yeah, you know I mean, and it's like, um, but somehow we have to. I don't know how save the day, or you know what I mean. We become the you know anti heroes or whatever. I don't know what the thing is. Survivors. Yeah, but I want we indirectly save the day by being accidentally save the and day. And it's our journey. It's our it's our all these episodes would be about how these two are adapting and all these things in their friendship. Maybe one of the guys right stole something out of like that. Maybe there's an artifact right that these alien people are trying to get. One of our loser friends finds this artifact right. Then we do take these life pods down, right? And then we end up on this thing. But it's like now this gigantic evil force is still looking for this orb or whatever. Well, right? we, and Joe has it. Like, Joe, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Where'd you get that, Joe? Right? That's Ryan. No, I mean, I know, but no, the character's I name know, is Joe, right? I'm just fucking with Joe, you. Joe, right? right? And right. then, you know, she's like, I just want to make make a name for myself. You know what I mean? I was, you know, I was going to go back to Earth and sell it or whatever, or whatever I might be, whatever. Right. And it's like now we have we're high, you know, I don't know. But it's I like, like this four idea. losers though. They they're they they they're addicted to some alien drug. You know what you do Maybe, is like, you like, start like the equivalent to cocaine. You, you start on the top of the ship, like in the captain's quarters, like uh, give me a, you know, maybe we see the captain, you see the lieutenant, you see the, you right. think this story's about them. Yeah. And then you go to the next level and it's the doctors and the, like the, the medical, whatever, yeah, yeah. the medical. And then you keep going down until you reach the bowels of the fucking no, ship. No, 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 Like the eighth level is like, for some reason, animals. Right. Like pigs that they're like, it's like hey, Petey, yeah, Petey. Yeah, 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 like, right. And then there's a prison. This is a show. Maybe there's a prison, right? But at the very bottom is these guys relegated. They're like the, guy, the guys that either got demoted or right dude i love losers uh, we might have to cut this just because i i think we should fucking i should we should pitch it no it's just no thank it's you. good you think so i really like it i think it's hilarious don't you yeah you get you have one guy who got demoted down to to the shit level and you have two guys who've been there forever yeah s level maybe there was a guy that worked at like we have an artifact department somewhere and there's a guy that got demoted from the artifact department like the last level, like the bowels of the thing where we have to do manual labor, right? right? Our guys that got demoted from their positions, right? And we're now down there. And one of them stole the orb, orb or the artifact from the... Because he was mad he got fired from the... Yeah, he got, the he's mad he got fired, right? So he has it. Then all of a sudden, we don't know, but like all of a sudden... <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and like... I hate the, to say that I like it. I hate to say why? it. That I, and then I'm like... I know. I maybe I was the life pod, you know, whatever the escape pod. I worked in the escape pod. You right. I mean? So you knew. So well, that's I know how, how to, to get out. No, but I, no, but maybe it's like you, you can't use the escape pods until like the captain unlocks it, right? Because then people would a wall all the time, right. right? But I, since I'm got demoted from there, I know the code, right? Escape pods. You now. know how it works. And right. then one guy's like, "We're not allowed to the captain, you're right." And I, I'm like, oh, "Yeah, but I know the thing. You know, what I mean, the clearance or whatever number." So we all and go, the, and it only fits like three people. So we have to seat this. <laughs> right. We have to seatbelt two people together. Yeah, 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 and yeah. then one guy's trying to get in. He's like, "Hey guys," and you're like, "Sorry, Kurt." So, Kurt, yeah. And the door slams shut. Oh right, dies. but he for, no. Kurt, this big fat guy. He makes guy, it somehow. He makes it somehow, but he get, he gets mad because. Later in the movie, we run into him in the desert. You fucks. You fucking asshole. You left me. No, no, we knew the ship was not going to, we knew the ship would make it. No, the ship did make it, you fuck. And then, and then when we're escaping from the, ship to, uh, the escape pods, the captain couldn't even go, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Go, 
what the fuck? Somebody's accessing the, you know what I mean? Right. Escape pods when I didn't get the clip, you know what I mean? Or whatever. But he's got so many things going on. And he maybe sees three pods escape. But then it's like the the main ship explodes. They're dead. And now we're on this planet. And and it's like, um, and now the, the bad guys are going, you know what I mean? Do you think people are still listening? No. We'll just cut that story. I, I, why, why? I don't know. I don't want us to cut the story. I love the story because I think it's actually something really no, funny. But, no, because what happens is this: is Andrew and I made up a movie on our podcast called "The Bottoms of Turtle Island." So this will still be ours because we said it on the podcast. Not only that, that, but somebody wrote a script based on Your us making them, and then a production company offered us to do the movie. Now, the money, like a movie that him and I made, I mean, made up, probably the budget's like three, four million dollars at least, right? right? And he offered us two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, movie. yeah, so yeah. It, we just couldn't do it logistically. Right. But the script is okay. But like, my point is, is that keep it in because what if somebody goes, let's do it? Somebody who's a really good fucking writer. Yeah, we need a good really writer. good like comedic a good writer. Like yeah, a really yeah. good because I'm gonna rewrite that fucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's like a bunch of losers. Right? I love it. Yeah, yeah. But we have to be. It's. I want it to be more fear and loathing too, where it's like we're all also drug addicted and and just kind of like scoundrels, like antiheroes. Yeah, yeah. The world needs more antiheroes. Yeah. Wait, does it? Did Did you uh, Did you enjoy today? It was easy. I, I would like. I can do another hour, but I guess not. I get tired after an hour. Okay. I really enjoyed this. I don't want to wear out my welcome or your well, welcome. I'm not gonna be back for you another year, probably. You'll come back on every year, though, won't you? Oh, yeah, whenever, yeah. Really? Yeah. Will I ever be on Tiger Belly again, yeah. you think? Okay, let me, can I just clear that up before we go? Well, I, I don't... No, before, before we go, I'm going to clear it up. Okay. Before I go, I'm going to clear it up, okay? How many times have you done it? I think three. Okay. The most somebody's done it is four times. So three times on Tiger Belly... I know. Then why would you say so? Because I just fuck with like you. That. But three times is like I think your second or third. But it's been a long time. It's been like two it doesn't years. Matter. It's okay. like it's like you know I've had Dice on once, Tiffany Haddish on once. Shoot, I mean, it's like good guests. You know what I mean? I've had Aquafina on once. You know, and it, you've been on three times. Yeah, that's true. So act, stop acting a little bitch. Yeah, I'm a little bitch. This is a little bitch. So, can I have a cigarette? Thank you for allowing me to no, be inside sorry. of you, Bobby Lee. This has been a treat. I love you, buddy. Thanks yeah. for being here. What you see is what you get with Bobby. <laughs> but he's growing as a human being. You can tell. He's he's like, I don't do that anymore. I don't do this anymore. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more mature. I think that he fights that like I do. It's like we, we know that we're older now, so we have to act a certain way. But we like to. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah you know, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. No, Bobby is. Uh, yeah. There's no. Yeah. There's no hidden agenda. There's no hidden agenda. Part. No. No, it's talk all about, it's all there. Talk about his dad's death. Talk about, um, talk about it all. So thank you, Bobby Lee, and thank you to all my top patrons. And again, if you like the podcast, please, please, please stick around. Stick around. Subscribe to the show. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch us on. You can listen on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcast. Um, follow us. The handles. At Inside You Podcast on the Twitter, or sorry, on the Instagram and Facebook, and at Inside You Pod 
on the Twitter. Remember, uh, I'll be in Denver this weekend with Tom Welling on the 30th and 31st signing autographs and LA Comic-Con on December 4th and 5th. Um, but come see us in Denver for sure this weekend. It's going to be a really great time. We're spending our Halloween with you. So, uh, And if you want to join the lovely Patreon, it's it's very easy to support the podcast. You just go to patreon.com slash inside of you. And uh, plenty of merch at the Inside of You store and all that stuff. So thanks for listening. And, um, you know, it's been a... Uh, it's been a good week. I'm, 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 I've been really busy, Ryan. A lot yeah, of traveling. Been, been. I have my family coming in. You know, I got really upset with my mom because I'm flying her and I'm flying her first class for her 75th, you know, wow. birthday. Wow. And the first thing she says is the flight's too early. I can't get up that early. What do you mean you fucking can't get up that early? It's first class. You just get on the plane. And you... So, the, you know, I, I feel like, oh, she's going to really, really be excited about this. And of course, it's just like, I can't get up. I have long haul COVID. I'm like, this is three months from now is your flight. Do you think you can go to bed at fucking 9 p.m. and wake up at 4.30 or 5 in the morning? You know, people do that. It's very difficult for me. Oh, That's my mother. But uh, I love her, you know, I guess. I guess what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, why don't we give a shout out to the top tier patrons uh, who really help make this podcast possible. And they give so much. And I just want to give a shout out to all of them. Nancy D, Leah S, Trisha, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Mama Lauren G, Nico, Jerry W, Robert B, Jer Jason W, Apothean, Kristen. Crook. Not Kristen Crook. Kristen K. That's right. Amelia O, Allison L, Raj C, Joshua D, Emily S, CJP, Samantha M, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jen S, Jamal F, Janelle B, Carrie B, Tab of the 272, not to be confused with. Tab of the 273. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Tab of the 273. Kimberly. Um, the shit. Kimberly E, e correct. <laughs> Mike E, Eldon Supremo, 99 more, Ramira, Santiago M, Sarah F, Chad W, Liam P, Janine R, Maya D, Maya P, Maya P, of course, Maya P, Maddie S, Shannon D, Belinda N, Kevin V, James R, Chris H, Dave H, Spider Man, Chase, Sheila, G, Brad, uh, D, Ray, H, Tab of the T, Liliana A, Turd K, also known as. Uh, Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. Michael S. Talia M. Betsy D. Hi, Betsy. Claire M. Laura L. Chad L. Rochelle. Nathan E. Marion. Meg K. Janelle P. Trav L. Dan N. Lorraine G. Carrie H. Veronica K. Big Stevie W. Kendall T. And uh, we're getting to the bottom of the list now. We're really the top of the list. Uh, Angel M. Rhiannon C. Corey K. Super Sam. Coleman G. Dev Nexon. Michelle A. Liz I. Um, Jeremy C, Andy T, Cody R, Sebastian K, Gavinator, Anna H, David C, Elliot M, John B, Brandy D, Yavor, Yavor, Camille S, Bano, Bono, Bono, mm -hmm. The C, The C, Joey M, Willie F, Christina E, Adelaide N, Jeffrey M, Bridget A, Omar L, or Omar I, mm -hmm. Lana N, and Design OTG. Mm -hmm. Are you down with OTG? Design is down with OTG. Yeah, you know me. Yeah, you know me. Hey, I really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. And, um, you know, I keep doing it. And um, hopefully you're enjoying it and you'll spread the word. It really helps when you spread the word. Force people to listen to the podcast. There's a lot of podcasts out there. And we hope you spend your uh, spend an hour with us. That's all we're asking. Mm -hmm. Right, Ryan? Yeah, it's not much time. That's not a lot of time to ask for. No, it's only... You 
60 minutes an hour a week that's one out of every 24 hours 24 times seven hours mm -hmm. in the week that's hundreds of hours mm -hmm. and you're only spending an hour with us we'll get a job that's an hour away and then just do the commute the commute yeah. listen in the car you know um we love you we love you and um from uh, michael rosenbaum here in the hollywood hills of california i'm ryan Tays in the hollywood hills of california as well little wave to the camera, Ryan. Bye. I love you, buddy. You guys have a great day. Thanks for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you. And I hope you have a glorious freaking week. Do something positive. Help someone out. Do something for yourself. Um, that's all I got to say. Thank you so much. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did. And they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.